Hi friend, it's 2020. If you're anything like me, this year has been hard. Have you had days that feel confusing, disappointing, or just totally overwhelming? Especially in times like these, and really no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself looking for something real? Do you ever stay up late at night wondering if there's more to this world than the chaos in your social media feed? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in a relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed to years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if you're just not so sure about Jesus. So for those who are wandering, wondering, skeptical, or just need some encouragement, we all need encouragement these days, don't we? This podcast is for you. Please come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm back with a very special guest to wrap up. 2020 on the podcast here. Um, You may remember comedian Jason Earls from our episodes in July when we were talking about finding joy and humor in the midst of this crazy year. And he is back. I'm so thankful. Jason, welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back, first of all. And let me say, this is probably one of my top two podcasts that I've been in this year. Uh, (laughs) For real. How many have you been in? Two? Uh, one, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, what if I hadn't asked you that question? I would have thought, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pro- man, how many podcasts have been? It's been quite a few, but this one, this is one that sticks out in my mind. One, just because of uh, your heart. Uh, man, the, the fact that we got to the balance of laughing and talking serious is just, that's a heart of mine. Mm-hmm. I love laughing. And as we say back in my community, man, I love to act stupid, just <laughs> act a fool. I know some people are like, what do you mean stupid fool? No, that like, that's a good thing. That's yeah. an urban coll- colloquialism. But man, we love, I love being able to laugh, but I also love connecting my heart to my laughter. And uh, man, you do that so well. So I'm uh, grateful. Well, I feel like, uh, I just feed off the energy of the people I have on here. And uh, <laughs> your Jason, your energy is it's contagious. I follow you on social media, especially on Instagram, and you're always spinning something positive. You're always bringing the laughter and not in a corny, uh, superficial kind of way. Um, although I will say that when um, there was the first debate, presidential debate, and you posted that video of those two, uh, three older guys. I don't yeah. know where that video came from. <laughs> Ireland. I don't know. <laughs> if you were watching and you don't follow Jason on Instagram, you're missing out. Anyway, it was hilarious. And I showed that video to so many people. I'm just like, this is right <laughs> on. <laughs> that is great. It's so good. That was. Then- go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, and then you're posting about your family and about your your trips, and you just bring in this um, sense of humor and joy. Like, even 
you posted something about your son playing, I think it was football the other day, and it was so funny. I don't even remember what it was. But... Was it the mascots? Was it... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was a mascot in junior high. I, I think I was in seventh grade. I don't remember, but I would, like, dance around. I had no dancing skills. I just felt so sorry. <laughs> the mascots cannot dance whatsoever. <laughs> Zero, like man, like do they have a dance contest for the mascot tryout? Like, ah, uh, you can't cheer. Here's a costume. <laughs> well, if you if you missed it, go back to Instagram. Look up Jason Earls comedian on Instagram, and you will I appreciate be thankful. That. I cannot crack the six thousand mark of really? followers on Instagram. Oh, my followership yeah. is, uh, you know, not that I'm about the numbers, but I do look at them. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I just want to pe- tell people to swipe up. And go to this page. So my goal is 10,000. You know, it's a real, if I'm being honest, and since this is the recap of 2020, I, I should be. It's a real struggle, isn't it? Like between that balance of, I just want to be used by you, Lord, but I want it to be good. Right. And I want it to be like, I want it to actually reach people. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, we, we don't have that nor like, Lord, I want to save everybody, but yeah. don't let six people be on this arc. Don't let six people be on my Instagram. I need 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> but it's real. It That's real. real. And you, you mentioned in the last podcast episode we did, and I just listened to it as we were, I was preparing for today. You mentioned that the audience doesn't make you. And I yeah. feel like over the last couple months of really focusing on, okay, what can I do to improve, to make things better, just on the, you know, behind the scenes kind of thing of this podcast. Um, That's been a real struggle of like, okay, am I doing this because I'm trying to, you know, get more people for the sake of getting more people? Or am I really doing this because I want to do the best I can with what I've been given? And that sometimes... As uh, Josh White pointed out on this podcast, sometimes our our uh, motives feel like a mixture, <laughs> and uh, that's part of being human. But sometimes I feel like that keeps me stagnant because I'm like, oh man, I just want somebody to like me. <laughs> yeah, but but isn't that? But, but I, I I think we gotta become okay. And I, I jokingly used the Noah idea, but there's this reality that part of social media is about um, the social construct. (laughs) So with the social construct of social media, it means it's social. So six people in the world of social media isn't being sociable. So the idea is, yes, like if if we're in it, we should want to be as successful as possible. So that means like the more the merrier. Now, the more might be 5,000 for me. I hope that's not, but... What what I what I'll also so so that's one thing. One, making sure that hey, you're mindful of this idea that you do the the idea is to get people to engage with you. Uh so and the more people to engage, the better for everybody or well, for your family. It you know, <laughs> it's part of the you know the business organizational structure. So you have, and that's always the mix in this church thing. You have the organizational ideas and the organism ideas. And so the organism is actually who we are uh, and just being authentic to ourselves. Now, some people, and the the problem becomes when we get the organization and the organism approaches mixed in. 
And so the idea is making sure that you keep what's true to, to the organism, what's true to, to you, what's true to the podcast, and make sure you stay in that vein. And if you go outside of that vein, it's got to be, you know, clearly internally uh, motivated. Yeah. And then well, after that, you got the organizational stuff. Sorry to bore everybody with no, that. No, no, no. I did ask you a question before we got on that I kind of want to ask you right now. So something that I have noticed following you on social media these past uh, six or seven months uh, uh, is you, and I noticed this when I interviewed you as well, you talked about the gospel in such a beautiful way about, you know, you wanting to share that God loves a jacked up person like Jason Earls, you know, Mm-mm-mm. but you also... You are the one guest that I've had where you just have a swagger about you. You know, like you've got, you've got like this confidence. (laughs) But you talk about yourself in the third person. You know who you are. You're not afraid. You're not apologizing for, you know, liking to be a a comedian or make people laugh. And I think some people. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, so. Maybe you are. Um, so people, sometimes I, I, I may be falling into this camp. You sometimes feel like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, like there's a balance. So how do you balance swagger versus pride versus humility versus self hatred? <laughs> that man, that is such a. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that right before we you push record. <laughs> Cause it gave me some time. To, Cause I, I literally, legit don't don't know the answer to that. Well, yeah, like because because swagger oozes out of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, man, I I don't. If if I would have to do, if I would have to say anything, I would. I have a lot of favorite Bible verses and. Uh, I like sections. So one of my favorite is Romans chapter 12, probably around verse nine through the end of the chapter. Excuse me. And um, what it's talking about is the first one says, let love be without hypocrisy. In other words, don't be phony. Don't be fake. Be real. And, and, So, so how did I learn to like be this Jason Earls that you may perceive or that you see? Uh, I hadn't always been like that. I actually went through one of those, uh, what can I say it? Um, Snooty Christian people that like the the, the Christian people that nobody likes. (laughs) Just like everybody knows who I'm talking about. Just. Everything. <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> Believe it or not, I actually started going through a phase like that. And I was young. I was probably 18, I mean, 19 and 20. It was like I had really recognized that I needed to begin to this deeper relationship with the Lord. And joking had gotten me. Joking would get me in college free weed. It would get me free, you know, drinks. It got me everything. And so I felt like because I had joked so much, it had taken me down this dark path. So when I came out of that path, I was like, okay, if joking took me down that path, I'm not going to joke anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, Janelle, for real, I was like, I'm God is serious. 
That was, how stupid is that? God is sure as God is not about jokes. And one day, my dad, it was two things that happened. Um, so my dad saw that and he said, Jason, uh, make sure you be yourself. God didn't call you uh, to him so that you can be another me, that you can be another, your granddad, you know, my granddad was a pastor. And, you know, he started naming all these pastors that he knew I respected. He's like, God doesn't need another one of those. God called you so that you can be yourself. And when you're somebody else, and I, I love people, he said, when you're being when you're being somebody else, you make it impossible for somebody to love you. Hmm. Because when you they're trying to love you, you're giving them somebody else to love. And so they, while they're trying to love you, you're giving them a Rayfield Clay. That's my granddad. You're giving them Rayfield Clay to fall in love with. So they can never fall in love with you. And I was like, oh. That's so good. Oh, man. So, and then this, this uh, go ahead. You going to say something? No, I was just going to say I, I went through a very similar metamorphosis, but it took me until I was 30-something to <laughs> So you're so lucky that you figured that out. <laughs> yes. So it's like, why, why be somebody else? And get this. Okay, everybody who's listening, who's kind of on this fence about this Christian thing, because you think Christian people have that little pious stuff. Like, even I hate, I hate when plays dramas about Jesus. I'm going to say that again because some people are like, what? I can't stand <laughs> Christmas plays at church, Easter plays at church, and somebody p- portrays Jesus because they always walk slow mm. and with their head, like, and it, it's kind of like they're gliding, like, yo, Jesus didn't act like that, man. Jesus, no way. And it's always like they talk real slow. God bless you. I beseech you, brothers. Like, no, that is not how Jesus acts. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen, uh, not to interrupt you, but have you seen The Chosen? Have you watched The Chosen yet? I am part of The Chosen. I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> no, but I've heard a lot of things about that. No. Okay, Jason, you've got to watch it and, and tell me what you think. Because I, I'm like... I, I, not that I ever fell out of love with Jesus, you know, but like, it's like reigniting this deep love for the Lord because he's not like that. Absolutely. And what what I've heard about it, which makes me applaud, it makes me want to watch it is because uh, people think, again, people, please listen to us. Please listen to this. There's this thing called context. Everybody, Context is everything. So if you don't understand the context in which the Bible was written, you get lost. So when Jesus chose his disciples, here's the context of picking disciples. You had these kids who would grow up going to like uh, an after school program (laughs) with, with, you know, with Jewish teachers and they would learn the law. And by the time they were 12, they had the show, they had this, they had five books memorized, like they were pretty tight. And so once you got, became a teenager, then the the whole goal was for you to go to grad school, so to speak. And in order to go to grad school, which is rabbi school, really, you had to find a rabbi. And the way that you found a rabbi 
is you 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 like you like yo rabbi yo I want to go to your school. He was like you don't want to go to my school, boo. He like yes I do, <laughs> and he would hate you. All right, you got to take this test, and you would have to take this test because the goal is for Jewish cats to become this rabbi. And so they would take this test that the rabbi would give them. And if they fail, if they pass, they got accepted into the school. If they fail, they had to go home and take care of the family business. Hmm. So if you were in your late teens and you work for your parents at home business, everybody in the community know that you had failed grad school, Hmm. that you weren't able to get in. So Jesus walked around picking these guys who were working for the family business. <gasps> None of them were Dean's List cats. None of them. The disciples were a bunch of rejects to oh society. Gosh. So if you feel like you don't have it together, like you, you can't be this Christian or follower of Christ because you're not the smartest. You're not the most educated. <laughs> Guess what? You fit the description because that's how I got started with a bunch of people who were in fact less than. So to your point or your original question, <laughs> I really don't. I look at Jason Earls and I, I look at like the fact that God chose a jacked up dude like me. I'm the, I'm not the smartest dude. I am like, if I show any flash of brilliance when it comes to anything academic is because I don't understand and I got to work hard to understand it. And I try to make it as easily understood as possible. And so I just look at myself, part of why I can be myself. It's like, yo, I ain't got nothing. I, like, I'm not, <laughs> I am who I am. I is who I is. I yeah. try to, I'm not trying to impress anybody. Oh, my gosh. Well, I love it. And uh, you are impressing people just by being yourself. I think that's the cool thing. Um, I love what you just shared. And actually, it's so funny that you used... um, I've never heard of the disciples. Uh, I've heard of them, you know, as being rejects. I've never heard of them as dropouts or as people who didn't pass it. (laughs) But clearly, clearly, you know, I I just mentioned The Chosen. Um, It's clear from even watching that, the first season. If you haven't watched it, man, I just highly encourage you. It's so good. Um, It's clear that these guys, uh, you know, they were people that probably wouldn't normally get along, half of them, you know, in society. And it's just it's beautiful how God does choose people and accepts people who feel rejected. And it's so funny because when I woke up this morning to interview you, which wasn't that long ago, if I'm being honest, um, all I could think about was 2020 in terms of a whole year feels like a giant rejection. Mm. Wow. For a lot of people, this has been the year where everything that you planned has been rejected right i mean come on i woke up with that i think that was a god thing isn't that uh, it's true clearly that's you read my mail <laughs> do you realize how 20 how good 2020 was gonna be for jason earls oh my goodness <laughs> what were you gonna do what were your plans i want to know i want to know what what disappoint let's be real about the disappointments tell me uh, first of all uh financially sheesh my last time working was the 
in front of a doing comedy in front of a crowd larger than 200 <sighs> was March the 13th. Yo, so now we're in December. <laughs> and so you look at the financial implications. In fact, I asked my wife last night. I was like, man, what do you miss about pre-pandemic? And she started thinking, and she started, and I started, she was like, man, maybe go to a spa because I don't feel, you know, comfortable going to a spa right now. And I was like, I was like, yeah, maybe like going to a mall. I, I don't know when the last time I've been to a mall. I got some, I got some jeans I need to take back to Norsham's right now. I'm like, I'm not going back. But I like stuff like, so, so I look at everything that I was going to do, not everything, but a lot of things that I was going to do was tied into finances. It's, mm-hmm. we had this storehouse stored up and, um, and the the second quarter, now that we had reached a certain amount in the storehouse, it's like, okay, now it's time to start, you know, and now it's starting, you know, we bought the bill now. <laughs> Just so much stuff. Uh and it's like no my wife and I were gonna rec- we're going to record our first marriage curriculum. Like we've written uh a marriage workbook, we've taught marriage done marriage retreats done marriage conferences and we're gonna we were gonna release our first digitized uh marriage curriculum but the amount of money that it was gonna take we we were gonna start it april the first wow it was gonna be released may the may the first And once I came home after that trip on March 13th, two days later is when they shut the government, you know, they shut, you know, a lot of things down. And, um, and I was like, the production costs, we were about to sign the contract March 13th. I just, I was having the final contract conversation on the way to this gig in Memphis on the 13th. And we made the finalized, he sent the finalized copy, revised copy of the contract. And I was supposed to sign it that night. And I did. And had I signed that contract, it's like this, <laughs> this um, internet connection would have been real sketchy right now. But that would have led to certain other things in that stream of income. Mm-hmm. I had all these other products. You see this mug right here? Mm-hmm. This is the only pro this is the prototype. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even pull the trigger on the merch that I was going to get. Um I couldn't even we we're going to take this nice summer vacation with my family. My I have two college I mean two high school seniors. We were going to all take some college tours and go and go to, you know, do a HBCU tour song with my college that got shut down. Uh, we were probably going to get a new suburban that got shut down. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, man, it's just, but yeah. So a lot of, so what about you? Well, uh, well, <laughs> this was the year I was gonna, I was supposed to photograph the Mount Hermon Christian writers conference. It's been going on for 50 years. 
it got shut down like a week before it was scheduled to happen. I had just bought uh, plane tickets because I thought, well, okay, I guess we're going to go anyway. And uh, that was in California. I was going to meet with a bunch of people. You know, I, I have some writing projects on the side that I do. And so I was like, oh, bummer. And then I was also supposed to photograph a conference in SoCal um, in July. That got shut down, right? My kids are um, right now doing a hybrid model as of this recording. Um, hopefully, you know, they'll be somewhat back in school. Um, I mean, it's, it's so weird. I think I, I was going to ask you what it's been like also as a unifier, you know, that you are a pastor. Um, so yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Surprise. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been, this whole thing has been like, whoa, one thing after another. Um, and personally, a lot of disappointment. Let me help you here. Um, I am, I'm, I'm on the teaching team at Gold Creek Community Church in Mill Creek, Washington, although I live here in Dallas. And we did a series uh, called Flip It. We got this little poker coin. It's called Flip It. Uh, and the idea is, like Paul wrote the book of Philippians while he was in prison. But sc biblical scholars say that Philippians is the most encouraging book in the Bible. How in the heck is the most encouraging book from a dude who is in jail? <laughs> How is that even possible, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not not Moses, one of the greatest leaders, not even, you know, uh, David, not, you know, like a king. We got a jailbird that gave us the most encouraging book. And in that book, the idea is he took this bad situation and flipped it. Because he was able to able to have the right perspective. In 2020, it's so easy for us to look at how we've been imprisoned by the pandemic. Wow, that was a good alliteration. We've been imprisoned by the pandemic or, you know, just all the, the dreams that we've had, the desires, the things that we can legitimately say were being built and that we were going to use to springboard an amazing 2021, uh, the division. But here's one thing that Paul, when he was on jailbird status, said, yo, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are honorable, uh, whatsoever things are worthy of praise, yo, if there be anything, you know, think on these things. It's easy for us to get trapped into the immediate what we feel and what we see. But I don't know if you like football. Do you like, are you a oh, football? Oh, yeah. Okay. Go Seahawks. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cowboys. <laughs> right. I'm not a Cowboys fan anyway. Oh, no. Who's, yeah. your, who's your team? Uh, my team is the football team. Oh. <laughs> the Washington football team. I say that. Oh. I'm kind of, boy, I don't know. It's, I, I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. What do we say about the Redskins? They've been, um, <laughs> sorry if I just offended you by saying the Redskins, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, that's a long story. I don't, so it's kind of like we separated. We're in this difficult relationship. Yeah. And we decided, oh, like, are we going to stay in this relationship? Are we really going to, maybe we should, you know, go see other people. That's a horrible <laughs> relationship analogy, but that's how I feel about the Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> So you have this, you know, you have this, the play action. The play action is a play where it looks like the play is running 
and everything. It feels like a run play. It looks like a run play, but there's something else going on. Mm -hmm. 2020 for us is a play action. I mean, it feels ugly. It looks ugly. But if you really pay attention and if you drop back, you would see that something bigger is about to happen. Yeah. Uh, so for me, one thing that it's done is it's caused me to slow down and write some. So I got an ebook coming out. I got some other books coming out. And uh, but here's what I we talk about unity and how it seems like we're divided. Uh, yes, but what that's done. It's like somebody said that there's one tree that in its early stages, if you beat it, it actually grow, the roots grow deeper. Hmm. So they said they were, they were, they were taking this tour and they, the groundskeepers, they were beating this young tree. And they said, why are you beating it? They said, cause the more trauma it experienced, the stronger its roots grow. Hmm. And I think that's what happened because like last time we were on the podcast, I was preparing, I was doing some unity work in my community mm-hmm. with some, with some pastors here. And, uh, I just got them together. It's like, yo, let's talk. Let's, let's talk about some serious stuff. And as a result, we had this community wide prayer. We've had this deep conversations. Some pastors got together and talk real about politics, about race. And I got this text message the other day. This is pretty amazing. Here's what it says. I was on a Zoom call with an administrator at a university in Hungary. And he, today, sorry, in a university in Hungary today, and he mentioned that he had all staff and students watch the panel Jason did with us at said church at Waterbrook and at the one night prayer service as a training for how the church should respond to race issues with prayer, love, and unity Mm. over over 30 countries represented in the student body. You all have been impacting unknown people and countries. Praise the Lord. Wow. So y'all like that. I've asked myself, man, what, what good did this prayer thing do? Yes, it felt good. I know we talked to heaven. We talked to the Lord and God's doing stuff that we can't see. But four or five months later, we get a text that a university in Hungary is using, using this, this, this prayer time, this real talk panel that we had talking about real issues and race and using that, and what are these people who represent these 30 countries going to do? Like, So we're impacting the world. So, yeah, 2020 might sound like it's been ugly and stuff, but there's a bigger play that the Lord is doing that we can't see, and we just got to trust him and just yeah. think on that stuff. Uh, I, I love your perspective. You're, you're so right on. <laughs> but it's so easy to get caught up in all the other stuff, you know, to be – irritated. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can feel that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, um, it's funny you were mentioning writing. I sat down because somebody mentioned not too long ago, I think with an editor, I might've been listening to it on Kathy Lips page, to be honest. Um, Who who we love so much. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Um, but anyway, she was saying, you know, sometimes you don't know how you feel until you write it down. And mm. I sat down and I started writing um, a couple days later and I couldn't believe all the frustration and negativity that I was just, you know, spewing out. Wow. And um, it was really, it was really convicting. So in preparation for chatting with you, I wanted to talk to you about like the top 10 highlights of 2020 because oh. we don't need to like stay on all the negativity. And even as I was doing mine last night, I was thinking, man, there's so much to be thankful for. There's so much to like focus on what's lovely and pure and all those things. Absolutely. So we're doing top 10. You I think go? we should do the top 10. Yeah. Okay. One, I would say I hadn't traveled as much, so I've been able to stay at home a lot with my family. Yeah. That that will probably be, um, that's the first one that pops on my mind. Okay. Two, um, man, my wife and I have been had to be creative with our dates. So I'm dating my wife more, but it's a lot, and it's saving money. It's not as extravagant. <laughs> Sometimes it's Costco. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's Starbucks. We're going to share this venti <laughs> from her points. Uh, man, so that, that would be nine, eight. It would be, man, I finally got one of the book ideas out, a rough draft of it. And, you know, I'm meeting with the author when I, as soon as I get off this call, I mean, I'm meeting with my editor to um, just go over this, this draft uh, too. I've been able to really slow down and become very uh, introspective, uh, basically search internally of why Jason's not reaching all the dreams. What's mm. keeping Jason from being great and not, you know, just keeping him at being good and not, you know, next level, great. Uh, I'm losing count. I think that that's, was seven. That's seven. That was number seven. You said Dang. two, but it was seven. Right. Okay. Nice. <laughs> uh, another one. Yeah. Another one. I've just had to become better at editing and video stuff and all that. And yeah. Um, I stopped taking my dog to the vet. That's another one. Like, yo, what? <laughs> Cause I'm saving money. You know, we took them. There's like, is he okay? They said we we need to. First of all, black people don't take their dogs to the vet. Most of us, most of us don't. Is that true? Why not? Why don't black people take their pets to the dog? It's a dog. <laughs> you just get another one if it dies. Dog. We don't treat dogs like people. Most of us don't. There are some, you know, who do. It's like, yo. Uh, you, you do fall in love with a dog. I, I brought dog insurance. That's I couldn't even tell my family like, yeah, I got dog insurance. Yeah. <laughs> but we ended it pandemic. Like we ended like, no, we not show no too much money coming out the month. We're saving everything. So we took him for his last insurance checkup. They were like, we think he has an ear infection. We want to swab his ear. Uh, that's going to be $40 and more than likely he's going to need medicine. That's going to be $50. I'm like $90 for the dog. Oh my gosh. I'll swab his ear. No, it's okay. They were like, no, well, well, okay, you don't have to take the medicine. I was like, yeah, we can do some peroxide in his ear, you know, some essential oils that'll take care of it. And uh, they were like, well, at least let us swab, swab it. Like, I'll swab it too. <laughs> like, <laughs> poor dog. Yeah. It's okay. So, <laughs> sorry. Oh, I forgot. You're in Washington. Snap. <laughs> I just lost a thousand followers on Facebook. No, you didn't. 
Dude, uh, people are weird about their dogs here. I I will just say they're, people act like they're babies. And they're they are not babies. God gave us dominion over animals, y'all. Relax, okay? Yes, take care of animals, but don't be ridiculous with it. <laughs> do you have a dog? We do. Okay, but I will say she. I, and I'm not crazy. I, Pay attention to how she's talking. Go ahead. She is so cute. She is so cute. And it's good. It's good that she's cute because we rescued her from a animal rescue shelter uh, four years ago. She's half Shih Tzu, half Poodle. So she's a sheep poo. All all dogs are part Shih Tzu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're full of Shih Tzu. I'm sorry. (laughs) So anyway, Lika, if you're listening... Lika was our first exchange student. (laughs) This dog, we had just gotten her because apparently we weren't crazy enough. We had a different dog named George Bailey. My little, my oldest son at the time, I think he was seven, um, six or seven. He named her Lovey, um, which fits her. She's very loving, but she has some major PTSD from whatever happened to her before we got her. And so she would constantly run away, just constantly run away. It became hilarious. Every time the door was open, anytime she would just run away, run away. It probably happened 30 times over the course of one year. Uh And by the time we were ready to move from Othello to Chelan, where we live now, um, this dog uh, had lost and she peed in the house. Um, Another issue. And so, especially when you have kids in diapers at the time. So when she finally ran away to the point where I got a phone call from the, the place where we had rescued her from saying you have to bail her out at the jail for like 30 bucks or 40 bucks and you have to get a license for her. When I went and got her that last time, that was the only time she ended up in jail. I'm like, <laughs> now I know why she was rehomed. <laughs> Listen, I tell, I tell all my friends who get a dog, I was like, everybody has an unwritten mental budget of how much you want to spend over a, a dog over his lifetime. Mm-hmm. And once you start nearing, you don't know what that budget amount is until you start nearing it. And once you start nearing it, you're like, wait a minute. I, I had to readjust mine. Like mine was, mine was $3,000. We paid $800 for him. Like, dude, you only got 2,200 left and you got insurance. So you only got $5 left. Really? <laughs> and so I, I had, I had to bump it up. That's why my dog, my dog isn't licensed. He's not registered. Yeah. So if he goes to jail, yeah, it's been good, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for blessing our family. Now we will be said, I will cry like, yo, that's what you get. I trained you. I told you how to stay. I told you your parameters. You, yeah. 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 She's, yeah. I know what that's <laughs> like to have a I'm, naughty dog. All right. Oh, all right. Let me know if I offended you on Instagram. No. <laughs> yeah. Let him know. All right, I think we're on six or or five. Okay, five, five would be uh, doing this podcast twice. <laughs> Boom. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I'm running. I, so that was my top five. Let's see. <laughs> okay. I can change it. What are you talking uh, about? Oh, oh, then I then I like uh you know being able to go to Seattle more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've really been enjoying. Uh, if you don't follow Gold Creek Community Church, uh, start to, you know, I speak there once a month and, uh, it's just, 
man, it's so good to be able to go to a church. Well, I'm always myself, but I can be myself, no holes barred. When I mm-hmm. speak, all my creative juices go like we did on this Flip It series. We 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 that we made a, a jail, and I had this idea like, hey, won't since this is the last series that I'm last message in the series, we should make the jail explode, blow up. <laughs> Do you know what they said? Okay, okay, <laughs> what? what? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, so just be, that that's been a real encouragement to me. Uh, just you know, again, having places where I can go that encourages me to be me. Because everybody, people, some people are like, dude, you need to tone down. Like, mm-hmm. don't calm that stuff down. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you're listening and you haven't done a top ten list of things that you're grateful for from this year, I encourage you to do it because. Yes. For me, I found, wow, there's a lot of things that I actually have to be thankful for that I can okay. pause. Oh, should I go through this? Yes, I, I'll him. go real fast. I'll go yeah, real fast. Right. Um, I put um, Lou, our exchange daughter from Italy, her prom graduation slideshow night. That was the night before she left. It was awful. Uh, she was supposed to stay with us through uh, mid to late June. Um, within a week, she knew that she needed to go back to Italy. It was in the midst of, um, you know, everything going crazy in Northern Italy. And so it was very emotional. It was probably, uh, just an awful, awful start to what was happening here in the, uh, you know, with the pandemic and, um, but we had this beautiful night where the kids and we all got dressed up. Uh, I wow. created the slideshow real quick for her. We called it her prom. We decorated and we just made it special. And I'll always remember that night. It was super, super special. Oh, that's awesome. Did you get her a date? Uh, well, no, because it was by that time we were in lockdown. So, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> I was, I was, that'll be a little weird. Hey, before you go, we got somebody yeah. who wants you to meet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she barely got to see her friends before she left. It was that bad. Wow. Yeah, pretty uh, rough uh, ending. Um, she will never forget that. She'll never oh. forget, and she's just the sweetest gal. Um, Easter 2020. Um, wait, we... wait, wait. So I'm going to prove something to all y'all oh, dog okay. people. Which one hurt more, when she left or when your dog went to jail? Yeah, when she left. That's what I'm saying right the there. The jail thing wasn't painful. Right. I almost left that dog in jail. <laughs> See, we love dogs, but we love animals, but they have Just their place. Just a point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, number nine, I guess, would be Easter 2020. You know, we couldn't go to church, but we did uh, communion at home. Our neighbors came out and like supervised from their porch. The kids Aww. running around doing their Easter egg hunt. We did um, worship uh, stretching to worship music in the cul-de-sac. And Christian yoga. Yeah. Up. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And uh, that's a whole other podcast, right. uh, but it was, it was amazing it and uh, really special um, number. I'm going backwards here, whatever. Uh, yeah. Next would be, I had my birthday in early April. My friends surprised me with this drive through parade thing. I had oh, a friend dressed nice. up in a chicken suit and another friend dressed up in a dinosaur suit. And they turned up this crazy music and we're dancing around and they're all driving. But I mean, it was just it was wow. so fun. It was really fun. Oh, so cool. 
So very thankful for that. Um, my In May, my son, um, he for his 11th birthday, I put it out on Facebook to some people saying, hey, you know, Caleb's turning 11. Um, and would you mind sending him a letter or a card? He got so many, I want to say like 30 or something like this. And the kid, he's my introvert, quiet, sensitive child. He just was opening them up and like full of this joy. Wow. And, uh, it was awesome. Um, That's big for an introvert. <laughs> Let me say that because we don't honor introverts. I don't think our culture really cultivates and fan the flames of introverts a lot. We yeah. always try to do all this exuberant stuff for introverts and they don't like that oh uh, he loved it it was yes, so cool yeah uh my parents moved down the street in the middle of a pandemic that was a huge blessing uh they had been it was a long process of them wanting to move out here after being on the west side for almost 40 years um wow. in the homish area and uh, it was a real bittersweet move for a lot of different reasons but just at the perfect time uh, a house came on the market. It wasn't even on the market. We were walking by and we saw that there was going to be a sign and we ended up talking to the neighbor. They were putting the house on the market the next day, five doors down from us within walking distance from my kids. Wow. Huge, huge God thing. It's been such a gift for my So they, they never put it on the market, did they? They was like, nope. oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, Num I don't know what number we're on. Uh Cannon Beach Conference Center. I talked the last time you and I chatted uh was when I was there. Um we did an Instagram live. Uh that place is anointed and it really changed my perspective, I think, on what was happening. Listen. I I've never been to that place. The whole time I lived in Washington, I've never been there. And I was like, man, this seemed like a place that I need to be. You need I need to go. Yeah, absolutely. That, I do. That, it's it's special. There, every time I go there, I feel like God just reveals Himself in just the oh. sweetest way. Yeah. Um, and then we've been getting into nature, which anyone who listens to this podcast for very long knows that I prefer air conditioning and um, controlled temperature spaces. Um, but that that has been a gift. And then. Uh, Lastly, would be this podcast and the ability to meet people like you, Jason, and hey. uh, you know, just thankful for that. So, so, um, you know, what's been your favorite verse for 2020? You said you liked a lot of verses. What have been? What's been something that's really you've held on to? Um, if I had to choose one, what would it be? And, and man, I hate to go. I, I I don't like saying Bible verses that people are familiar with, but this is gonna. We early in the pandemic, my family and I sat down, and for two weeks straight, everyone led a devotion that day, hmm. and um, there were a lot of verses that pointed to to these verses. So I was going to, at first I was going to say, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean into your own understanding. But that's, that is the foundation of the particular verse that I'm about to name. This in Matthew chapter six, and it's consider the birds. Hmm. They don't take thought for anything where they're going to sleep. 
uh, you know, what they're going to eat. But our father takes care of them. And if he's mindful of one of these little things, he's also mindful of you. Mm-hmm. So do not worry. You know, take no thought about tomorrow, what you should eat, or you should lay down, or you should sleep, what you should, you should put on. Man, that is, this is supposed to be a happy podcast. not supposed <laughs> to be getting me all emotional. But here's reality. As a gal who has six kids and a stay-at-home mom, wife, Hmm. And so the entire financial construct, besides a few other things that we can't put our hands on right now, um, is on me. And that's primarily being in crowds larger than 200, which is typically 1,500 a lot larger. And for that to come to a streak, screeching halt, it's like, man, how are you going to take care of me? I mean, how am I going to take care of my family? And God's just like, dude, if I take care of the birds, I'll take care of you. You just keep chirping. Mm. And that's uh, that's what's kept me. That's mm. at any moment, any moment. And there have been moments, even right now, as we do this podcast, like, okay, what if I've got some things, some questions of how certain things are going to be taken care of, just that I need to get taken care of, like, you know what? If that bird knows doesn't have a worm investment plan, he doesn't have a worm uh, GPS. Like, okay, the worms are the worms are in this yard for the week. You know, let's go there. God's gonna take care of it. And every time, every single time, as I was thinking through one of the things that I need to handle, I got a phone call. It's like, hey, can you do this? This this series of videos for us coming to a studio and it's X amount. I was like, let me think about it, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so man, God, God, as he has taken care of the birds, he takes he takes care of the Earl's family. Ah, oh, that's so good. So true. It's so true. I mine has been especially these past few weeks as we wind down 2020 has been from Psalm 46. Um, God is our refuge and our strength and ever present help in trouble. Mm-mm-mm. And then it keeps, it goes down. The whole thing is great. Come on, sister. <laughs> so says, he, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I think just the reminder that this is all for his glory and not mine. And, uh, that is, it, it's so interesting, you know, it, as we're still before him and we wait for him, he does, he shows up, he's so faithful mm, and uh, mm, he's mm. never once uh, failed, you know, to show up. And uh, that's been something I've just been clinging to because he's so, so good. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and so to that, if I, if I may, there's another verse um, by uh, the, it's not Paul, it's, um, it wasn't John. It was uh, Peter. No, the doctor. Who was the doctor? Luke. No, Zeus. Doctor oh. Zeus. <laughs> Doctor Zeus. Doctor Zeus says this. He says, "I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam. I am. Uh, would you like? Would you eat them in a box? Would you eat them with a fox? Would you like them here or there? Would you like them anywhere? 
And he said, yo, Sam, I do not like them. I would not eat them with a fox. I would not eat them in a box. I would not eat them here or there. I would not eat them anywhere. I do not like them, Sam. I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. But Sam, I am kept testing this dude like, yo, try them. Try these green eggs and ham. And he was like, yo, Sam said, try them, try them. And you see, he said, if I try them, will you let me be? Sam said, yeah, I'll let you be. So he tried these green eggs and ham. He said, oh, I do. I do like green eggs and ham. I'll eat them with a fox. I'll eat them with a box. I'll eat them here, there. I'll eat them everywhere. I do, Sam. I am like green eggs and ham. I do like them. And so I say to those who are listening, <laughs> it's like you just heard Janelle and I talk about, man, how good God is. And you're like on the fence of, uh, I don't know about this God thing. I, yo, I'll say, Sam, I am. Jason, I am. Yo, try him. Try him. And you see. Try and share, yeah, yeah. And then I'll let you be. <laughs> so if all you got to do is just begin to trust and just taste, just give it, a, give God a shot. Just give him a shot and let us know what happens. You can also insult me on Instagram. But just try. <laughs> because it's it's no coincidence you got two people on this podcast who say that the, that the pandemic 2020 has been rough. But yet, in the midst of it being rough and feeling rough sometimes, God's given us this sense of peace and provision mm. with the right perspective. So come on, people. Amen. So good. What are you most looking forward to in 2021? Shoot. Uh, 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 what do you call it? A vaccine for the... <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. I'm looking for this thing to be over. I'm... Um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting out of the house. And what I mean is the pandemic has made me feel trapped. Mm. And but inside while I've been trapped inside this house, I've been building a lot of things. So I'm looking forward to the doors being blown off the hinges and all these things that have been planted inside the house to start to go. I'm looking forward to you all downloading my ebook. I'm looking forward to y'all finding my other book and ordering that. I'm looking forward to y'all being able to see all these videos that I'm about to do. I'm looking forward to y'all being able to see this marriage content that my wife and I produce. I'm looking forward to being able to fly with my family and go all over the country. I'm looking forward to getting a new suburban. I'm looking forward to a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. What about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh I think I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> holding on to God, <laughs> like, like just drawing closer to him through all this, because I feel like I've been so wrapped up. I, I, you know, you have six kids, so you understand this a little bit, um, I'm sure. With four kids who are home all the time, all this stuff going on, even though we're home, and it should be slowed down. Sometimes I feel like the noise in my head is just constant. And um, I just, I guess as we go into January and February, just pulling back the layers and going, okay, God, uh, all I have is yours. And how can I be closer to you? Because I was listening to somebody, um, gosh, I don't even remember what I was listening to. And they were talking about God being the reward that God is our reward. And as we draw closer to him, uh, that, that fills us up just like what you were just talking about to the yeah. person listening, you know, and 
I find that all my worries, all my concerns, all the things that I want to look at that are going on in this crazy world, like it's all diminished Mm. when I'm sitting in the presence of the Lord. And so, um, you know, it's interesting, 2020 was supposed to be the year about vision. And as I mentioned, it kind of feels like the big (laughs) year of rejection. (laughs) And yet... Be thou my vision, Lord. I, I If I can keep him as my vision, it doesn't matter what happens in 2021. I think I just feel a sense of peace uh, that he's he's got me. <laughs> what is that like way too overly spiritualized? It's just true. <laughs> I, w- I was going to say, wow, mine was material kind of. Yours, you're so <laughs> spiritual. My goodness. No, I'm, I'm smiling because at the beginning of 2020, and I don't know if you played this clip in the podcast, but I did this. I did this Instagram where I talked about 2020 vision and how. Mm-hmm. And this is funny because everybody, you know, people love looking for sh- cl- cliches at the beginning of the year. You know, yeah. You know, we're gonna uh, we're gonna make it great in 2008. You know, yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> and so everybody was talking about 2020 vision. This is the year 2020 vision. And I, I did this Instagram that said, hey, like, you know, people say, well, there's no vision. People perish. So this year, 2020. But vision doesn't mean something that you've made up. Mm-hmm. In Proverbs 29, 18, where it says, well, there's no vision. People perish. The word, the Hebrew word there for vision is the oracle, means the oracle of God. So what God has said. So when you don't have what God has said, we cast off restraint, perish, run wild, do whatever we think we should do. And it's thinking it's the best, but it could be the worst. So if you really want to have vision, you got to know what God has said. That's what vision is. Mm -hmm. And so I find it strange that in 2020, you know, all of what we desired, all of what we envisioned personally, a lot of it has been stripped. And now we could only do, most of us could only do, or run to listen to what God has said. So yeah. we indeed got 2020 vision. Yeah. <laughs> not the way we wanted it. Right. Not the way we wanted Lord, it. couldn't it be a different way? Right. <laughs> Final question, Jason. Uh, I'll be sure to let people know how they can get in touch with you. And, awesome. Uh, it's been fantastic having you on again. You're you're just a delight. And I, I know God's going to continue to provide for you guys. But man... Uh, he's got great plans for you and I'm excited to see what happens in 2021 for you. And maybe we'll get you on here again here in a few months, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I I can't become a quarterly guest. Like you told me that you told me that in July and it it could very well happen. I just, and here we are in December (laughs) podcast. That's twice a year. All all we need is two more. I need to get you, I need to get you on mine, but I just, you're a better administrator. Like your administrative system is really good. Actually, no, wait a second. You have your, your own podcast? What is this? <laughs> yes, we do. Drop the it. mic. <laughs> I do, but it's just, man, it's, so you need to be on my podcast. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you've been holding out. How long have you been doing this podcast and what's it called and how can people find it? It's called Jason Earl's Jokes Aside. Wisdom and Insight is the main course and jokes are just a side dish. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Earl's jokes aside. Okay. Not all jokes aside. Cause we do give jokes, but it's jokes aside. Is this a, a new development since last time you were on the podcast? Cause you didn't mention it last time. 
Because the goal wasn't to promote myself. It was no. to promote your podcast. Oh, no. well. Really? Yeah. So I was like, hey, you know, it's, I'm not pushing. That's that's not the goal. The goal I, is to talk. I feel so. like I need to hear this. Okay. Well, go listen to his <laughs> podcast. New things. Uh, finding something real, as you know, is about a journey towards restoration or redemption, eternity, authenticity, and love. Well, what's the insights? The main course and jokes are just a side dish. Which one stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> All right. That is funny. Okay, what's okay. the question? <laughs> Jesus. The uh, I should use my podcast voice. The, the Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration or redemption, eternity, authenticity, and love of those gifts that we can find in relationship with Jesus Christ. Which stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? Ah, yo, that's, that's funny. I would say, you know, which one, which one really stands out to me? It's out of what were they again? <laughs> What's... We're not editing this no. out. Normally, I edit things, things out. By the way, you guys, but not this time. Right? Yes. No. This is good. It's real. It's because I was I was trying to formulate it in a very, you know, well articulated. It's Rest, restoration or redemption, eternity, right. authenticity, and love. It's supposed to be right. an acronym for real. Uh, real, real. <laughs> right. So I would say, um, man, eternity. And here's why. It's, but I'll, it's funny. All of them make, how do you pick one? But here's, here's, here's the real. Uh, the whole redemption and eternity, I would say, just simply because this, I've really been thinking about how in the midst of us laughing and, and all this stuff, which is cool. Uh, man, I, I've really, at one point, I was just this, this manipulative, sneaky guy growing up as a teenager. And when I look at God's standards, I looked at how far, how, how much I fell short of God's standard. And I realized that God loved me in spite of all of that. Like I, I could have, God could have left me where I was, but he decided to love me enough to reach out and redeem me Hmm. and give me this relationship with him and give me eternal life. And not only eternal life, but help me live this life and impact others. And uh, I just think, Snell, there are other people who haven't experienced this love and this redemption. And I, man, I just, my heart's been going out. It's been, my, my heart's been freaking aching for these individuals who like me years ago. And that's what sticks out to me. So I say to the person who's listening, who feels like your life is less than, who feel embarrassed about these hurtful, or ugly things that you've done, these God awful things, you might feel like you've done too much that God can't even forgive you. That is one of the greatest lies and one of the most insulting words that I've ever 
that that I think exists in the English that language is delusional. I think that's an insulting word to call somebody delusional. And so I would say, don't be delusional. There's nothing that you can do to separate you from God's love and God's forgiveness. And God wants you to experience that love and that you can be redeemed. And unlike me, where I have a budget limit for my dog, God has no limit of going after you. Even if you've been to jail, like, uh, and you full of shit zoo, like Janelle's dog. Try the green eggs and ham. Right. Nothing stops God from going after you. His love is reckless when it comes to you. Mm, Amen. Jason Earl, thank you so much for coming back on here and uh, tearing me up again and making me (laughs) laugh again. Happy 2021. Yo, happy 2021. Let's pop some (laughs) bottles of sparkling apple cider if you don't drink. (laughs) Until next time. Thank you, friend, for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is a grace-filled, Christ-centered podcast for those who are wandering, wondering, or simply needing to be encouraged in their faith journeys. I hope you'll come back next week when I'll most likely be sharing a conversation with another guest about their journey towards finding something real. And if you're on Instagram, please come find me. On Fridays, I share Instagram Live podcast recaps at 11.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you're over there on the gram, you can join me for some fun live awkwardness. (laughs) And finally, if you're someone who was encouraged by today's podcast and you have friends who would benefit from hearing the story shared here, would you go ahead and share? You can do that by hitting subscribe, leaving a review, or sharing a link. You're telling others about this podcast helps bring other people along. And finally, just so you know, if you only remember one thing about this podcast, I hope it is this. No matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus Christ loves you and a real relationship with him is a treasure trove of restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. He's offering that gift to you today. I pray you believe it.